0: Welcome everybody to Fanstream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on X at Pete This is episode 107 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. This will be the Louisville preview. But first things first, head over to our website at fanstreamsports.com for all additional podcast information. If you have an Apple device or an Android device, please feel free to download the Fanstream Sports app, and then head over to our Facebook page. There's additional content out there as well. Please like that page, and please feel free to share that with your friends and family. So this is the Louisville preview. This will be another night game, the third straight night game that Notre Dame will have. This will be at Louisville, so another road game for Notre Dame. So just some general information about this game. Notre Dame comes in ranked number 10 uh, at 5-1. Louisville also ranked. They are undefeated 5-0 and ranked 25th. This game will be Saturday, October the 7th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ABC. Same thing what we had last week for the Duke game. So another primetime event, another opportunity to Notre Dame to show the national media what they are about. After that thrilling win against Duke, where Sam Hartman led that 95-yard drive at the end of the game where when things looked bleak. But we found a way to win. And this is another game uh, to put a stamp on this season that, you know, after that heartbreaking loss to Ohio State, We got to keep getting better each week uh, to be in prime fashion for the end of the year and to make that playoff push. And this will be also, so if you take Ohio State, uh, Duke, uh, Louisville, and then also you're going to have USC the next week. But this will be the third straight week. Notre Dame has uh, played a team in the top 25. And then next week, obviously, USC will be ranked. So it will be four straight weeks that Notre Dame will play a top 25 opponent. And also for night games because next week USC will be night game two, but that's for next week. This is Louisville. Notre Dame's got to be locked in. Not look ahead to USC. I think they will be, but we need to know. Um, here's the thing: I didn't mention in my previous podcast. Let's get to this before I get to the stats. I do think Notre Dame, despite the missed opportunities, the penalties, you know, three receivers were out. Uh, you know, the offensive line looked shaky. I think even though they somewhat started out strong against Duke, I still think they were having the after effects of that heartbreaking loss to OSU. And I think that affected them uh, the majority of the game against Duke. I think they were somewhat focused, but they I still think, this. God, we blew that game, we blew that game. And that put a little bit more pressure on them, and they almost blew it against Duke. Because we've seen it before in other sports. I remember Andy Roddick in 2009 and he had lost to Roger Federer, I think, in the 2000, what was it? The 2004 final and 2005 final of Wimbledon. Um, had Andy Roddick played in a different time frame of, you know, if there was no Federer, Djokovic, Nadal, Andy Murray, I think he probably has one, if not two, Wimbledon titles. His his game uh, was perfect for that with a strong serve. Uh, not much of a serving volleyer, but still a strong serve, which is good for Wimbledon. But he lost a heartbreaker. Uh, he lost 16 to 14 in the fifth set in 2009 to Roger Federer, and he never came close to Grand Slam again. At Wimbledon, or the US Open, his two uh, strongest services. Now, Andy Roddick was not one of the greatest of all time, but I think that loss took a lot out of him, and then he retired two years later. Just one more example, uh, when the Falcons, I believe it would have been the 2016 season, 2017 Super Bowl, they're up by i think 28 points to uh, New England in the Super Bowl and then Tom Brady and the Patriots make a great comeback. Uh Matt Ryan, the Atlanta Falcons, they're pretty much never the same again. I think their coach was Dan Quinn. Uh they have some pretty mediocre seasons after that. Uh Matt Ryan ends up going to the Indianapolis Colts. I think he's retired now. Dan Quinn ends up getting fired. And you just see that in sports as well where teams just do not recover. Uh However, had we lost that game to Duke, I think you could have seen a a continued downward spiral. But after a win, even how ugly it wins, it just makes the week go a lot better. Your preparation should be a lot more focused. Uh, Your energy, uh, you have more energy. Just anything is much better after a win, even though how bad of a win uh, that appeared to be. And I think... Cautiously optimistic here. I think that's going to be the case for Notre Dame with this game. And I'm expecting more of a, I don't want to say dominant performance, but not going down to the wire. However, Notre Dame's going to have to score more than 21 points in this game. And uh, because Louisville's got a pretty decent offense, defense isn't the greatest. But uh, let's get to the stats real quick here. So Sam Hartman's, you know, our leading uh, passer, obviously. Still has not thrown an interception, but he's thrown for 1,458 yards to 14 TDs. Their uh, quarterback is Jack Plummer, uh, 1,400 yards as well, 11 TDs, 6 interceptions, Aldrick Esme still our leading rusher, 95 carries, 672 yards, 7 TDs, and their leading, I want to get this name right, their leading rusher is Jawar Jordan, and he has 66 carries for five hundred ten 10 yards, 6 TDs, so pretty solid. Our leading receiver, this is a concern. We're back to the Michael Mayer type situation of the last, uh, like last year, what we had. Mitchell Evans is now the leading receiver on Notre Dame. That cannot be. You cannot have your leading receiver be the tight end because obviously that means your receivers are, uh, how can I say this? Uh, They're not developing like the way we should. They're not getting open. And I know Chansey Stuckey's a great coach. Uh, He has done wonders uh, since Dell Alexander. But I'm starting to feel besides the two great freshmen of Rico Florida, Rico Flores Jr. and uh, Jaden Greathouse, Tobias Merriweather is just not panning out. Chris Tyree, I thought this would be a perfect position for him this year. And maybe he's just so um, I don't want to say scorn, but the last three years, he's he was not used the way he should at Notre Dame. And maybe that just has affected him uh for his senior season as well, because I just thought. God, get him into open space. It's a matchup nightmare for opposing teams. But now I'm just starting to think, is he damaged from the previous three years? We shall see, because we're not even, we're almost to the halfway, well, we are of the halfway point of the season. So uh, hopefully the second half is a little bit better for Chris Tyree, but Mitchell Evans, 18 receptions, 272 yards. And for Louisville, their leading receiver is Jamari Thrash, and he's got 22 receptions, 444 yards, five TDs. Uh, if we just look at the general stats right here, uh, total yards, Notre Dame is averaging 4 and 61 yards, which is, is, keeps going down since that Ohio State game. Uh, they were averaging about 500 yards uh, prior to that game. And then Duke and OSU, solid defenses, but I said it in other podcasts. They're not the 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens. We got to get this offense jump-started. Uh, Louisville, they're averaging about... 500, 495 yards a game. Uh, We average 269 passing, 192 rushing, which is great. Uh, Louisville 301 passing and their rushing is 193. So this is a pretty talented offense uh, that our defense will have a challenge, but I think we're going to be up to that challenge uh, defensively. Uh, Defensively, Notre Dame uh, looks to have an edge in this department. We only allow 271 yards per game. Louisville 327, Notre Dame passing yards. We only allow 147 a game and 124 yards rushing a game. Uh, Louisville uh, gives up 218 yards passing a game. So I'm expecting some bigger passing numbers that the offensive line can protect Sam Hartman. And then um, Louisville uh, gives up about 109 yards rushing per game. So I think both, if we can mix it up, if Coach Parker can mix this up, uh, have a little bit more, Creative offense. Uh, I think he's taking a step back since um he had a decent game plan against Ohio State, but last week I kind of questioned his moves. But uh there's some opportunities, both rushing and passing. Uh if we get our players in the right positions, uh to exploit uh what I think is an average defense at best for Louisville uh for this game. Uh so having said that, we just went over the stats. This is uh, I know our defense. Here's the keys, like some of the keys. You know, obviously we got to. Uh, 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 sorry, I lost my train I thought. We have to, even though it's been a constant issue throughout the season. You think eventually one of these games, it's gonna, it's gonna come through. The missed tackles have got to stop. It, missed tackles, missed tackles. They got to stop. Penalties. Um. There's only so much sometimes you can do with that. I, I always hate to complain about the rest, but some of these penalties I do think have been some really bad calls by the referees. But but offsides, that's something a team can correct on their own. False starts, uh, you know, holding. They always say you can call holding on every play, but there's certain times where it's just obvious. So limit the penalties as best you can. But I, I think the key is that we got to get this offense jump-started. Uh, like it was prior to the OSU game. I I know those teams prior to OSU were not the greatest, but at the same time, um, we got some talent on this team and uh, they were averaging, what about, over 45 points per game. And it's really taken a dip in the last two games. That's the key against Louisville because we cannot just score 21 points to win this game. I think we gotta get in the 30s because I think Louisville, despite we have a pretty solid defense, they're gonna score some points against us and it's gonna be a, a big time environment. It's a night game at Louisville. Last time we played Louisville, we, we struggled early, but then we uh, imposed our will and ran away with that game. I believe that game was in 2021 and um, more or less just, just stay locked in because I think this seems to be locked in knowing that USC's the next week because they lose this game. The USC game pretty much means nothing. So they're locked in focus. I know that terms used way too much, but it is pretty simple. Stay locked in, stay focused, take care of your business at Louisville, and then get ready for USC because if you can win that game, uh, things are going to start getting interesting in the college football playoff landscape. But I don't know just what it is lately because I I told you uh, in my previous podcast, I just got back from the Halloween 45th anniversary convention, you know, the the character Michael Myers, uh, the serial killer, uh, he's like a Freddy or a Jason, even though he's really just a regular person and not like the supernatural element of those two uh slasher uh villains that's enough more you need more than you need to know but i just think at times our offensive line seems to be going up against michael myers where they're afraid of whatever or you know michael myers getting in there or like when we get close to a touchdown michael myers is defending that uh, uh end zone is what i'm tra- i mean i know i'm kind of being facetious and you know a little bit weird here but Uh, I've kind of put in the two and two things that I've gone through the last week with the convention and then with football to try to make an analogy here. But I just think this offense seems to be going up against a Michael Myers lately, whether it's just themselves or if these defenses are better than we think. I don't think the defenses are better than what we think. I just think the coaches had to put them in better situations and they just got to maybe the focus within the team has lapsed for whatever reason but um let's defeat michael myers offensive let's just put it that way so we can start scoring some points again because we're going to need points this week uh 21 points isn't going to do it and 21 points will definitely not do it when we get to usc the following week so as far as my prediction for the louisville game it will be a pumped up crowd it's at louisville uh they're undefeated ranked 25th in the country I think maybe they do get out to an early lead, 7-0, to 10-3, something like that, but I think we will exploit their, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic that we can exploit their average defense, and I think we get back on track offensively this week as a test uh, up for the next week against USC where we're going to have to score more than 21 points as well. We will need to score more than 21 points uh, for this game. I think we will do it cautiously optimistic. But I will say Notre Dame 38, Louisville 24. I can't say enough. Just, just do your thing this week. Stay locked in. Uh, eliminate those uh, mistakes. Capitalize on opportunities. Get that offense going. Win this game. And then get ready for a, uh, a big time one with USC coming to town the next week. So thank you so much for joining me for episode 107. And as always, go Irish.